Greetings. It's a blessing to be here this morning, and uh, I bring greetings from Tennessee. So, uh, um, Grace Christian Fellowship down in Woodbury, Tennessee. Those of you that don't know where we're from, we used to be from Ohio. So, uh, um, but we moved down there about a year, year and a half ago. So, I bring greetings from the church down there. So, and uh, before we uh, begin here. Um, I, th- I would just like to, if it's okay with you, can we kneel for prayer? Let's let's kneel for prayer. <clears throat> Dear God, we do just we do humble ourselves before you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy, your love to us. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for the Bible, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that has um, that continues to give us direction and Lord we just thank you for this time together with your children this morning I pray Father that you would just meet here with us and Lord meet our needs I pray that you would feed us I pray for just for a fresh manna from above Lord and that you would feed your children Lord I pray Father you would just take uh, my lips and Lord help me to speak only what you would want me to speak and Lord, I pray that you would bring the thoughts to my mind, uh, even if it's thoughts that I didn't think of um, when I was studying. Lord, I just pray that you would help me to be sensitive to your spirit. Pray for each congregation, Lord, that's meeting uh, together this morning, Lord, on uh, the Lord's Day. Father, I just pray that you would meet their needs throughout this whole world, Father. Pray that your children could be encouraged and strengthened, and Lord, that our love for you would be genuine, and God, that we can be faithful to you, and that we can be of those that that uh, are faithful uh, unto the end, Lord. God, just bless us and keep us, Lord. We look to you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Yes, I was blessed by what was shared already this morning um, about faith and uh, faith and works uh, going hand in hand. Uh, I know sometimes some of our background, I, I assume your background is, some of your background is at least similar to mine. And some some of the time we can almost uh, we cringe at all the works around us and, and we almost get afraid of, or that, uh, we, we see the pitfalls there and we go after faith only and, uh, faith alone won't save us. Well, f- faith in Jesus Christ is what saves us, but then I appreciated how you brought that balance out and, uh, on that works needs to follow and, uh, truly it is a, a blessing to to see that fruit coming forth out of out of God's children. <clears throat> this morning, um, I'd like to uh, look at uh, uh, the subject of the stretched out the stretched out arms of God. As or that's a subject. That's the title of my message. Is this the stretched out arms of God or of our heavenly Father, whichever way you want to put that. Um, the stretched out arms of God. And, and my burden or my uh, thought comes from uh, 
Romans chapter 10, um, and I'm, I'm going to be going into numerous other passages as well, but just the the heart cry of God. I was reading in my, my morning devotions here uh, earlier this week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and um, just I was thinking about what to share as well, but uh, as I was reading, it just just really um, stood out to me in a in a fresh and clear way. The last, the ending there of chapter ten, uh, and I don't know where you all find yourself. I don't know where you find yourself in your walk with the Lord. I don't know where you find yourself in your walk together as a church. Um, I, I don't know a lot of details, uh, but I just. Uh, Trust that as we look at this, <clears throat> I guess this was where I felt like the Lord spoke to me. And I'd like to just share those things. Uh, uh, I didn't feel like the Lord was necessarily saying, uh, these, this is a need that Harmon, or that Oasis has, you know, or not, not necessarily in any way like that, but rather it was just like, so this is what God sees. This is how God's, uh, what God is experiencing or has experienced. Uh, and hopefully, uh, there's two sides that it brings out. And primarily the focus, uh, the text that kind of jumped out to me is verse 20 and 21 there in chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. I thought when you were going to Romans there, I thought you might be hitting some of these verses. So uh, I found it interesting. You went on one side and then on the other. So... Uh, Excuse me. I'm actually going to start reading here in verse 17. Um, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We're talking about faith again. <clears throat> so then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? V- yes, v- Verily, their, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the earth. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by, by a foolish nation will I anger you. But Isaiah saith, or Isaiah, is very bold, and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, All day long have I stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. So, he's asking the question, Did Israel not know? Haven't they heard? Haven't they heard the gospel? And, um, yeah, the the burden that that um, I caught from this message or from this these these last few verses, as I was reading down through here, I could hear or I could uh, I you know sense the heart cry of God as he was as Paul was uh, relating the the past uh, experience of Israel going through. Uh, their life and how it, Isaiah had preached the word and, and Moses had preached the word and and you know he was asking the question haven't they heard and the picture came to my mind of a little child uh, and and going the other way and and father says come come and 
you, you normally they can hear. You know, you expect uh, they might not be turned towards you, but they, they're going the other way. And I would expect most of the children here, if they would be going down the, the other way, and I would call them by name, I would assume they would at least turn around and look. They might be a little bit afraid of me as with being a stranger here maybe, but my children, I trust, would turn around and come this way. And that's the heart cry of God, but he's saying it wasn't that way. And, and, and this was, um, it was different than what, it, what he had desired, different than what he had expected or that he had wished of his children. And, and he, the thing that, <clears throat> which I, I know that the thing that's uh, wonderful about Israel, uh, the beauty that God had in store in, in, I don't quite understand that why he left them turn their hearts away or so they so we could be saved the gentiles that's uh, the the beauty of that um uh, but the thing that stands out to me here in in verse 20 it says i was found of them that sought me not those that weren't even looking for me those that weren't even they didn't know anything about me they didn't know that they even needed god they didn't even know that there was any needs in their life in that in that way but I was found of them. I was made manifest unto them, uh, unto them that, that asked not after me. And then we hear again the heart cry of God where he says, but all day long I have stretched, and it says in verse 21, but to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth mine hands to a disobedient gainsaying people. My prayer is that that's not the case for us. My prayer is that that's not the case for us today. But <clears throat> it was, yeah, it, it, it was, um, something that, uh, stirred my heart to check my heart. Where am I? When God, when I hear the voice of God, when God speaks, when the, the little directions that He gives, I, the one song we said, He guides, or that we sang this morning, made some mention about gu- being guided by God's eye. Now that is some very, very, uh, good obedience. How would you say it? Uh, very, um, uh, you must be connected very well with the one that's giving direction. If I can guide you, you have to know my heart a lot. You know, if, you know some of my children, my wife. You know, you can expect that a little bit more. But if I would want to guide one of you all with my eye, it'd be a little harder because I don't know you all as well. Um, but that's the heart cry of God. God is God has His arms outstretched. And, and my, my prayer is that we would not be in the case where, where Israel was there, that they were disobedient and gainsaying. But the, the, the phrase that I would like for us to think about is, I have stretched forth my hands. I have stretched forth my hands to my people. I have stretched forth my hands to my people. And what are we doing? Are we responding? Are we like a little three-year-old? Or a little four-year-old turning and running to God again <clears throat> for His help. Uh, if you turn to Isaiah, Isaiah, uh, this is where the uh, this scripture comes from. What Paul was quoting, Isaiah chapter 65, verse one and two. Verse 
verse 1 there, it says, I am sought, I am sought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold, behold, a nation, I'm sorry, behold, behold, unto a nation that was not called by my name. I have stretched out my, or I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people which walketh in a way that is not good after their own thoughts. And people, a, I'm sorry, a people that provoketh me to anger continually to my face, that sacrifice, sacrificeth in gardens and burneth, burneth incense upon altars of brick which remain among the graves and lodge in the mountains which eat swine's flesh and broth of abominable things in their vessels which say, Stand by thyself, come not near to me, for I am holier than thou. These are a smoke to my nose and a, a fire that burneth all the day. <clears throat> Again, uh, the burden and the heart cry of God um, pleading with his people. And, and why does he plead? Why do we plead with our children? Why do we ask our children to come when there's danger, when we see uh, something that is maybe in front of them. If the, uh, if you see your little child running out toward the road um, and you say, son, come, there's danger there. It's because we care about their safety and God is also pleading with us. And and I think, I think the same thing is true. Uh, as we look into the Word of God, as God shows uh, things to us, even like we heard this morning, like was was shared uh, about faith, when God points out areas in our life that we um, have need of repentance, need of confessing, confessing those things, confession, um, we need to respond. Or are we just continually going the other way, just like that child that's rebellious and going? That that should smite each one of us as fathers, our heart, when when our child does that. And and then if we think about it, that's how God feels when we don't respond. That's how God feels when we are not responding to Him. So I'm sought of them that ask not. For me, I am found of them that sought me not. You know, there's, uh, the, in this, uh, as I was looking into this, I, th- I was reminded of the fact, how many, of, how many of us, most of us, have been taught the Bible from way, we, real little and up. We have, we have been taught these things, and sometimes, we get so used to them. We get so used to carrying it, our Bibles to church. We get so used to, to hearing messages like we hear this morning. Does it? Do we treasure those things? And and the reason that that those thoughts came to my mind is I am sought of them that ask not for me. Those uh, there there are some that are out there that would just love to have a copy of this word. They would just love to have a copy of this word, of the Bible. And yet, <clears throat> what am I doing with it? Do I treasure it? Do I care about it? Is my interest interest in God's word? Is my heart turned towards God? Like that little three or four year old when he is connected with his daddy or with his 
uh, his mother, and they say, come, and the, their eyes just light up, and they come running. That, that whole, um, just that desire of the child to be uh, connected with the father also. Um, you know, and if our heart is that way, we sang the song, uh, it was 379, where it says, um, um, how I love thee, I would love thee, I would love thee, yes. And if that's our desire, that's the yearning of our heart, that's the cry of a heart, God doesn't have to doesn't have to put a lot of roadblocks in front of us. He can say, come son, come daughter. And he has response. He has fruit. He has that faith that takes steps. That faith that takes steps towards our, our Father. That's the heart cry of God this morning. God does not uh, uh, desire to... Um, Lord over us or to just to, to make, uh, to be a, a, a man with a stick and, or a God with a stick. He desires good things for us. Uh, makes me think of the verse where it says, um, my thoughts concerning thee have been thoughts of peace. And, uh, I forget the whole, uh, context there, but that's the thoughts of God. Those are the things that God is thinking towards us, not evil. But he would desire to bring us peace. Uh, Proverbs chapter one twenty four. Ch- Proverbs chapter one verse twenty Verse 24 through 33. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have set a, set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall ye, shall they say, I'm sorry, then shall they call upon me, and I will not, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they, for that they hated knowledge, and did not choose the, the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. He, the, the first part here, it, he's talking a lot about the, uh, the, the, the son or the person that has refused when God had his hands outstretched, when God was saying, come, they have refused. Uh, and he dwells uh, quite a bit on that, um, that he's going to laugh at them, uh, which I, I, I don't as a dad. I know that that's God. God is God. God is sovereign. I don't laugh at my children when they 
they're running that way and I know that they're going to fall because they're going to run that way, they're going to go the wrong way. Even the older ones, if I know that they, if they continue, maybe the friendships that they have, that they're going to fall into a temptation or a snare, and we give guidance in those things. When they fall, I don't laugh at them. But God is sovereign. He talks about those those things. God is right, and he's not wrong. And when he laughs at us in our calamity, he's basically just saying there's going to be judgment, there's going to be consequences there. If we go that way, but the thing that I'd like to, the verse that I'd like for us to catch is the last verse that I read there. Verse 33, it says, but whoso hearkeneth, whoso heareth, in other words, whoso pays attention and changes, turns their heart back to me, hearkeneth unto me, shall dwell safely and shall be shall be quiet from fear of evil. Now, just before that, he had talked about all those things. There's going to be fear... Some of us have been afraid, I don't know if you've experienced that, you've been afraid of, afraid of things sometimes and that very thing that you were afraid of happened. I don't know if you've experienced those things, but sometimes uh, those things have happened. Sometimes uh, it's a lot worse in our fear than what, uh, uh, the imagination is a lot worse than what actually happens. Um, but he says, this is actually going to happen. What you're afraid of, what you what you dreamed about, what that terrible nightmare that you had or whatever, that's actually going to happen if you just walk away from me, if you continue to walk away. But then he says, all that fear, he says, but whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That fear, again, he brings that fear in. There's going to be peace. There's going to be rest if we listen, if we hear the heart of God. Another verse that uh, talks about the, the the desire for Jesus or for God to connect with us as his people in, in Matthew 23. Matthew 23, verse 37. Uh, it's just one verse there. If you go on to, I uh, also want to look into Luke. Um, Luke a little bit then as well, but I, we'll, we'll catch this first here. Matthew 23, verse 37, it says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest, killest the prophets, and stoneth, stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often I, have, I would have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Again, you get the picture of Jesus desiring to gather his own, gather his children, gather them under his wings, protecting them, protect, protecting them from evil. Uh, I was blessed here recently, I was listening to um, a message, um, and the message was on... I shared maybe with, uh, I think maybe one one or so of your brothers, a message on, uh, um, it was, I mean, he brought, talked a little bit about authority in the church, and uh, sometimes we get overwhelmed when, when there's responsibilities put on us, and we don't know which way out, we don't know how in the world can we cope with, with uh, uh, issues that we're dealing with, issues in our home, issues in our family, issues... In the church, maybe responsibilities that we need to take care of. Um, but he, in that message, he just uh, brought out the point 
that God is more concerned about his people than you and I are. God is more concerned about our children in our home than we as fathers are. And uh, just the blessing of being able to rest in God, rest in him. And so in this verse here, in uh, verse 37, it says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest, killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often I would have gathered thy children together. What a blessing. God desires to draw us together. Are we, do our, is our heart turned toward uh, God in that way? Like that song says again, I would love thee. I would love thee. Is that our testimony? I would love thee. I would desire to draw near to God. Then we will come running to God, just like like the little chicks do when the the hen makes its little special little noises. In Luke chapter nineteen, again, we see the the heart cry of God. Luke chapter nineteen, verse forty one. Verse 41, And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. This is Jesus coming to Jerusalem, coming to the city. When he, when he beheld the city, he saw, he was burdened, his heart was wishing somehow to connect with his people. He had come to his own people and they didn't receive him. He'd came, he had come and there was no, many of them did not seek after him. And then in verse 42 it says, saying, if thou, did, if thou hadst known, this is when he was crying. If you just imagine, you just picture Jesus crying. He, he said, if thou, if only basically that if only, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee on every side, keep thee in on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. What a heart cry. What a picture of Jesus, of God, yearning for us. I believe God, I believe Jesus is uh, interceding for us this morning even. We see the love of Christ in action there. We see the love of Christ in action when he was, um, when he beheld the city. I, I don't know if you've um, come to a come to a um, group of people. You've seen people. You've observed people, 
and you just suddenly you just become burdened. You become burdened when you're looking at this mass of people and you're wondering, where are they going? What are they doing? Where's their walk with God? I know here recently, uh, my heart was burdened in that way. <clears throat> just in, I know it was, you know, plain churches, plain communities, plain people. Um, is life there? Is there li- is it is it just the outward form, or is there a heart turned towards God? And that that that's that's where. Um, um, Isaiah, his cry was, and which we'll look at that some more in Isaiah chapter 1 then here soon. Uh, he said, there, the people that didn't know me, the people that didn't grow up knowing about me, they found me. But what about us? What about you is what he was saying uh, in, in a, um, to the children of Israel. He said, what about you? But to me, I like to take it personally. What about me? I've been taught. From little up, I've been taught a lot of things about God. I've been taught to obey God. I've been taught to to fear God. I've been taught to read my Bible. I've been taught to come to church. Those are all good things. I've been caught, taught to um, to be respectful. I've been taught to to. Uh, um, I mean, we hear teaching every day, and we take it so so for granted. Um, but what am I doing? What am I doing? Where is my heart? Where is my heart in these things? Is, is my heart turned towards God? Or is it just in my own selfishness, wrapped around myself? In Mark chapter 11, <clears throat> chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Matthew chapter, I'm sorry, Mark, it's in Matthew, sorry, I said Mark, it's in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. This is the words of Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is crying out to us this morning and saying, Come, come, come bring your cares, come bring your burdens, come bring your troubles. Come bring your discouragements, whatever it may be, whatever struggle you may, may be facing. I don't know those things, but whatever it is, Jesus is crying out to us and saying, come, come, come to me, cast those burdens. There's nothing too hard, there's nothing too difficult, nothing too small that God, that Jesus doesn't care about. There's nothing like that. His cry is, come, come. Come, come, let's, let's, uh, um, deal with the issue. Let's just lay those things on, onto him. There's another verse in, uh, the epistles that talks about casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Again, a picture of wide open arms. 
Jesus says, come. The stretched out arms of God, our Father. Uh, In Isaiah chapter 1, another picture. I love those, uh, that chapter there. Just the picture of the invitation wide open for all of us. I'd like to start in verse 10 and read down to to verse 20. Isaiah chapter 1, a very, very uh, beautiful passage here. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks, or of lambs, or of he-goats. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand, to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. In other words, or I can't put up with, or I'm tired of it. It is iniquity. Even the solemn meeting, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, and plead for the widow. Then he turns, before it's, it's, it's kind of giving a picture, he's saying, I'm tired of, I'm tired of all your facade, all your, the, all the, the, you you know the form you talked about some of the the form this morning about um, with the works you know and and God doesn't okay work doing still being honest still being loving still being going to church you know I wouldn't say go go to the bar instead of going to the church if your heart isn't right I would not encourage you to do that but God is tired of it if a heart is not in it. God is tired of it. God is sick of it. God doesn't want us to just be here this morning just to be putting in time, just to be, just to be, just to, just to go through the form to, to make ourselves feel good that we're Christians now, that we're, we're okay with God. God does not want that. God hates that. Actually, He says, I'm sick and tired of it. He says, I don't want that. But then He turns, turns that around to an invitation. And he says, come. You know, I really, I, I do want to get to your heart. I do want to, I do want to connect with you. He says, come. Come now, let us reason together. You know, he just got done telling them all their sins. He says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. This is, these are the deep things inside of our heart. Not the, not, not the outside things that we can, that, that everybody else sees. It's the deep things in our heart. Though your sins be as scarlet. Though you, in other words, if you're filthy, if there's things that are, that are hidden there, that are filthy, that you wouldn't want anyone to see, they shall be white as snow. 
they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat of the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient. If that son turns around and comes to his father, to God. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. <clears throat> but if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. You get the picture? You get the picture? God doesn't want us just to be going through the forms, just through the motions. He wants life to be there. He's not saying that they should just throw in the Old Testament that he wasn't just saying go throw away all the sacrifice, all the all the law. He's not saying that, but I want your heart. I want your heart that's motivating you to do what I told you to do. I want your heart. I, let's talk about it. What your issues are, what your problems are. Bring those things. Come, let's talk about it, he says. Let's reason together. What a beautiful picture. What a beautiful example for us. When we see it, I believe, I, I really believe, if we see it, if we get a glimpse of the Father heart of God, it will motivate our hearts. It will break our hearts. That it'll be a, it'll be a, just a, a it'll, it'll be free will. It'll be a complete Turn around. It'll be a complete, uh, not a have to at all. It's 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 with joy that God, um, uh, He can receive that response. <clears throat> Why don't we turn to Second uh, Peter chapter one? I'd like to actually close with this uh, passage here and uh, maybe just make mention of a few of the other scriptures that we had just gone over. <clears throat> this passage has also been a very a rich blessing to me. Second Peter chapter 1. Let's start reading um, in verse 2 there. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of Jesus Christ our Lord, of Jesus our Lord, sorry. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye may might be partakers of the divine nature, having the having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and besides this and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you 
that ye shall be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <clears throat> the picture here that I get is it is capping it off uh, on what we just read there in uh, in Isaiah. He says, come now, let us reason together. And, and this is a New Testament pas- passage where Peter is saying, all these things, everything that we need, everything that we should need, it says, according to his, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Life and godliness. The whole, the complete package. He would like to give those things to you. So now, if you get, if you get the picture of a father saying, come, come child, come, come to me. In, in this passage, it's, God, God would like to, um, um, give that or in, infuse that in us or put that whole, uh, all that power, all that life, all that, the, the other ver- uh, verses below, the knowledge, the virtue, the, the temperance, the patience, everything that we need for life. God wants to give us all those things and, and in, in the place of our discouragement, in the place of our sins, in the place of our, our troubles, our problems that we have. God wants to give all those things in, those, in, in that place. Uh, again, I'd just like to, I'd like to leave you with that picture. God having his hands outstretched to his people, to me, to you, to each one of us. We don't have to pretend like we're something that we're not. We don't have to try to put on some show. We don't have to do that at all to try to impress God. God isn't looking for that. But rather wants us to come Come as you are. There's a song that says, Come as you are, just as you are. Uh, that's the heart cry of God. I think that's all that I will, that I have to share with you here this morning, but I just uh, um, pray that it can be a blessing, it can be an encouragement. I pray that uh, you all can uh, be blessed and uh, press on and... Um, Yeah, that all of our hearts can be turned towards our Father. So may the Lord bless you, and I'll turn the time over to you.